the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. S-D-O-R-C is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Folks, welcome to S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This hour is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you're having a problem hiring cashiers, this might be a program for you. It's self-checkout. Don't have to take all your cash registers down, but maybe just one to try it out. And if it works, you can expand. And that's what Southwest Point of Sale does. They'll come to your location. They will sit down and take a look at your facility, and they'll let you know whether or not their system works for you. All you have to do is give them a call, 800-540-2149. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ, and they'll take good good care of you. Also, we want to thank Alpha Logistics. If you're doing an event out in the desert uh, and you want to have all the right stuff that meets all of the uh, standards, that's Alpha Site Logistics. They do. Everything from hand wash, portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. You can call them at 760-352-8383, or you can just go to facebook.com slash alphalogistics.com. All right, so what's going on in the dirt? Oh, the dirt world has been a crazy world um, the last couple of weeks. You know, the season's in full bore. Um, everybody's getting out, I think, every single weekend, um, going out and exploring the, um, whether you're in the sand dunes, whether you're in the mud hills. Johnson Valley's had a big one. I know just yesterday they had an event for Corva out at Johnson Valley. Um for Baja Society, where they donated all the proceeds. So I think every single weekend right now, depending on where you want to go, what you want to do, what you're riding, there is an event for you um, that you can get out to. Uh, we have um, Friends of Oceano Dunes. President Jim Sudi is going to be calling in just shortly. We're going to do an Oceano Dunes update, which I'm really excited to hear for. There was some There's big... some interesting stuff going on out there. Boy, Jim really pulled a, a good one for us. Yeah, so yeah. So we, we want to talk about that. Uh, then we also had uh, Senator Jones reach out to uh, Ed this week, and Ed got to go out and enjoy it. I played hooky on Friday. I didn't go to work. I went out to Ocotillo, which is south of Ocotillo Wells, and I led the the senator, two of his staff, two guys from Kawasaki, and Gene Turner, uh, a contributor to Cycle News. We did a ride to uh, Painted Gorge, and that was a lot of fun. So uh, we got our Yamaha grant uh, submitted 
for the reflectors for the uh, fence that borders the bombing range and the superstition open area. Um, we talked about the uh, mountain dash last week. I'm helping San Diego Adventure Riders put on a dual sport event in the spring. Um, California State Parks is doing a, a marketing video. They've asked me to supply people to uh, be in the video. This will be happening in January, the week of the 10th. So I'm working on that. Um, Oceana Dunes, in addition to Jim doing some amazing things, there was a, a dust study released we're going to discuss. Hopefully Jim will uh, shed some light on it. I had a look at the study um, last night and today. Uh, personally, I'm working on my uh, 1973 Yamaha MX360. I got it started last week, and I put some most of the parts on it, so I'm kind of excited. Uh, I'll be doing some vintage motocross and scrambles on it in the coming year. Uh, in industry news, uh, a Swedish company called Stark has a, a dirt bike that they've just released. That is an extremely competitive motocross uh, motorcycle. It's competitive with the weight, with the price, and the horsepower is substantially higher than the best 450 motocross bikes. There's a video out going around now about this, and the world is sort of stunned. Yeah, but don't you have to say it's an electric? It's electric. Yeah, you thank you. I didn't say that. So it's electric. Um, it's quiet. It's clean, at least as it goes. It sounds strange. It has a sound to it instead of the the sound that we're accustomed to of a racing motorcycle. Um, I don't know. To me, I mean, I get, I get having to move to electric, but there's just something about the smell of racing gas that, you know, <laughs> I know I love it's nostalgic. That's so the problem. Race, <laughs> race gas. And then, um, there's certain oils that are mixed with two strokes that oh, yeah. have the smell like, Oh, See, this is performance. That's the reason. That, and that's, yeah. that's, it's a double, but double like edged sword. I guarantee you the electric motorcycles that are out there, are torque monsters. And yeah. if you don't know how to ride them, you oh, will yeah. get hurt. Oh, really yeah, they'll bad. throw you so easy. And they haven't even talked about that. <clears throat> well, yeah. the best 450 motocross bike makes about 61 horsepower, and they're claiming this makes 80 horsepower. Easy. It, and that's an awful lot of power for and a dirt bike. on the button. Wow. Now, one thing I will say, and I know you, <clears throat> and I'm sure this has it as well, by having it electric, you take your phone and you download the app, and you set your bike up on your phone. So this bike is even more than that. It comes with a phone mounted on the crossbar pad. And so they you get a phone with the motorcycle. And you can use that phone to tune a whole variety of parameters on the bike. Tune everything. And then you can pop the phone off and put it in your pocket. Yeah, but you can, yeah, but well, you know. Or you can, of course, you can link it to your personal phone. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, this phone could be. I would be, say, you know what, take that $1,000 phone and take the price off it, and I'll just use my own. Well, right. suit yourself. But it's, um, it's but an option. I'm just saying that's what it is. That's just another added cost yep. to the bike that you don't need when you it's, can. It's in the 11000 range, this motorcycle. That's Which is what I paid for my uh, my right. Husky 450. Right. So it's the, the price is interesting. The, the weight is within 10 pounds of a, a gas motocross bike. Um, it's even lighter than the, the heaviest Japanese 450. Uh, it's priced like a European one. It makes way more horsepower. Have you ridden it yet? No. I it, it, the, A video of it just came out last oh. week. And everyone's... I, and you look through the comments on on it underneath, and some people are praising it, and some people are calling it well. Until they ride it, and then nobody can say anything about it. Right. I agree, and they show a couple of guys riding, a couple of of old pros, 
Josh Hill is one of them. And it looks like it's the real deal. Well, the thing that I like about electric off-road bikes is the fact that, you know, just the fact that you can set your braking up to full regen uh, where you don't ever have to touch the brakes at all. The the bike will do it for you. What, the front brakes? I mean, that's... Both. No, it, 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 it just eliminates the rider. It's just one thing you don't have to fool with. It knows how fast you're going into the turn, how much you're leaning into it, and you just don't touch the brakes. That's crazy. I, I don't I don't get it. Well, it's going to take that's why I said you need to ride it to understand it and you won't like it at the very very beginning because it takes all the controls away from you. <laughs> and it it decides it really hangs a, a bright light on your ability to ride. Is what it amounts to. <laughs> if you're a crappy rider, this bike will try to adjust to make you a good rider, believe it or not. It's uh-huh. pretty so we'll Pretty amazing, pretty amazing bike. And I haven't, I'm talking more about, you know, we talked off air about the Zero. And that's the only real electric competitive bike I've ridden. And I started in the very beginning when they were absolutely the worst. It was a BMX bicycle with an electric motor on it. So the one of the pros riding it, his name is Josh Hill. And he was riding the Alta motorcycle before they went out of, they closed down. Mm-hmm. And they have an a a competition called the Red Bull Straight Rhythm where they take a supercross track and they unwind it. They make it straight. So it's like a half mile straight with various jumps and whoop-de-doos. And they have a competition for 250s and 450s. And it's it's a, uh, two riders against each other and then the winner moves on to the next just round. Drag, yeah, just, just like, like drag, drag racing. racing. Yeah, so Josh Hill got third overall in the 250F class on an electric Alta. Mm-hmm. It it really stunned the world that a electric bike could go that well. Oh yeah, no, no, no. And and then the uh, the people who are fi- uh, funding Alta, they pulled the funding and it closed their door. It hmm. was a big big travesty. There's usually a reason for that. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, there's a whole lot more right here on SCORC Dirt Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, let's hear all about Wayne Miller. Wayne Miller, mobile tire out in Santee. He's here for any of your automotive needs. Uh, if you're looking to get your tires changed or if you're looking for brakes alignment or oil change, he's here to take care of you. Give him a call at 619-596-2800. By the way, that's the greatest video on the planet. Turn it up. You know what that is? I don't. Who, who sings that? Uh, that is Walker Hate. And he came up with this song, this song you hear, but it starts off about going to Applebee's. So <laughs> Applebee's has picked up what? Small it was, it's a steak and milkshake. They never sold any of those things before, like a specific <laughs> yeah, kind. I know. So he... <laughs> Applebee's took that and then took a bunch of people dancing to that song, and I think wouldn't it isn't it the most most watched commercial. you know commercial out there right now? It is. Yep. I mean, wow. literally, if Cars for Kids comes on, I turn everything off. If this thing comes on, I'll watch it 
It's over and over. And I, <laughs> I didn't credit, know. It's catchy. It's catchy. I didn't know it was a country western song. I thought it was an Applebee produced commercial. And then one day I'm listening. I just heard it. It sounds country to me. Oh, it is. <laughs> so I was listening to KSON one day, and all of a sudden I went, oh, look, they're going to do the Applebee commercial. And it turned out it's a full length song. <laughs> That's why I'm going to make a Dairy Queen song and hopefully, you know, yeah, see if you can. Uh, yeah, see if you can. Yeah, yeah, you won't need to work here anymore. You'll That's have right. Dairy Queen on your side. So anyway, did uh, our boy call in yet? Do you have his number? I do. I just uh, why don't you yeah. take it so, in and so give it to Jim Sudi is going to be calling in and talking to us about Oceano Dunes. There's a, a couple of things going on out there. In the meantime, uh, last week, Brian Jones, State Senator Brian Jones staff contacted me and asked if I would be interested in going off-roading with the senator on Friday. So I, I arranged. I got the day off. What was the purpose of that? It was just um, just to get with Brian. Brian likes to go out off-roading. And um, Jean Turner put it together, and she's a contributing editor to Cycle News. She also is a brand ambassador for Royal Enfield. Mm-hmm. So she, she's well into the um, off-road uh, uh, arena. So they, um, they said, okay, so it's going to be the senator, his son, some people from Kawasaki, Jean and yourself, and we're going to meet at McCain Valley. We're going to have a couple of side-by-sides, an ATV, and some motorcycles. And I said, well... You got to be careful because McCain Valley is a motorcycle only area. The trails are narrow and you won't be able to get those four wheelers through. And they're like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? So I said, well, why don't you just go down, continue down the hill to Ocotillo and I'd be happy to lead a ride from there into Painted Gorge. So we did that. We, we parked at the Red Feather Cafe that my friend uh, Frank Vretta owns. And Frank owns that cafe he also owns california vintage motocross club and he owns legends and heroes of supercross Mm -hmm. and all the west coast supercrosses he goes to and he has some uh bikes from the old stars and he has a a little display so we met there and and frank came over to talk to us and it turned out everybody knew of each other sure but they didn't had never met so the two guys from kawasaki one is the government relations guy uh russ and then John is the media guy, and they brought vehicles. And then Jean brought her bike, and I brought my bike. And the senator rode a motorcycle. I was kind of surprised. And well, he rides all the time. Well, he rides a street bike. He has right. a, a, a R1200 GS, right. a BMW. I think he has but, a dirt bike, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I looked in his garage. <laughs> <laughs> and, he says he has one. I believe it. I just didn't see it. Hmm. I didn't know he. You know, riding a street well, bike. What was riding he riding? Was he riding a Kawasaki? He rode one of the Kawasaki's that no. they brought. Well, they brought he it. brought a three hundred KLX. Um, and what's funny is uh, after he invited me to go mountain biking with him. So yesterday morning, I met at his house and we went for a three hour mountain bike ride out in the hills. And I was surprised. He's a pretty talented mountain biker. I, I was really surprised. Him and uh, one of his buddies came, and we were out there. Just going over the rocks and hills and stuff. Um, it was kind of a. So what was of a, discussed? Anything of any value, or uh, just was this just a fun run? It was more of a fun run, just to keep channels open. And Gene uh, had done a couple of videos on the Red Sticker uh, program being ended, and so she had gotten up to speed with that, and she became friends with Brian and his office through that bill. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Red sticker refers to racing motorcycles uh, from 2003 up to 2021. Uh, bikes that are, uh, they have more pollution, more uh, emission from the exhaust 
than, than the standards allow. So they were given a, a different kind of sticker in, in different areas and seasons to go. So the air pollution people ended that whole program, and it ends this year. So the program officially ends in a week or two weeks from now. And um, Brian Jones, state senator, carried a bill last year to try to save the program. And the bill got amended to where all the riding of those by, those vehicles got amended out. But the bill still had in it, well, at least you'll be able to register these motorcycles. And you can use them on private property. You can use them in competitions. So at the last committee, so that bill was double referred, which means it went to the transportation committees and it went through the natural resources committees. And the very last committee was um, assembly uh, appropriations. That's where they figure out the money. And uh, Lorena Gonzalez-Fletcher held the bill, which means the bill was killed. And not killed the way some bills get killed. It's still technically alive. It could come back next year. Probably won't, but it could. Right, it's just in a suspense file. So it's... um. It's difficult. In fact, I, I told him I would call the office, uh, Fletcher's office, and see if I could find out what the status of that bill is going to be. So that's i got to put that on my to-do list. Um, but anyway, so Brian uh, is interested in keeping racing motorcycles available, and Gene Turner had done uh, some educational some educational videos on it. So we all kind of got together and went for a ride, and uh, this is pretty fun. Uh, Jean is an amazing rider. I didn't know how good of a dirt bike rider she is. She's a high caliber rider. This isn't just like uh, natural ability. This is the kind of skill that you acquire from years of trying and practicing and being out there doing it. So that was fun. Yeah, and going mountain biking with him was great. Uh, I just heard that uh, Jim Sudi is on the line. I would love to hear what's going on in Oceano Dunes right now. Yeah, I'm really excited. Jim, thank you for calling in and joining us today. I know that you've had a lot on your plate recently um, dealing with uh, uh, California State Parks and Department of Parks and Recreations. And One thing after another. Yeah. Now the, the camping thing out there. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Of course, I want to apologize for uh, being a little late. I was actually under my trailer doing some welding. So. <laughs> oh, good for you. I hate it when the sparks go down my shirt collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so we're really excited. Uh, Friday, we were able to get an agreement with uh, State Parks and Coastal Commission that allows camping to continue back at the beach. For those not familiar with the issue, State Parks was closing the beach at the Arroyo Grande Creek um, when a hydraulic connection occurred. And that's when basically the ocean and the creek touch. And it could be, you know, a millimeter thick. Um, and they would close the park. And this stems from a fear of uh, fish trying to migrate uh, in and out of the ocean. But as, uh, you know, we did some investigation, and the road around the creek is not flowing. It's just a tide pool that's there. And the ocean is uh, uh, just touching the tide pool. The creek waters are not flowing. Therefore, no uh, fish are endangered. The California Department of Fish and Wildlife, recommendation has always been 12 inches or greater. So you should close the river crossing when the waters reach 12 inches or greater. So state parks... That's 12 uh, inches deep or wide? 12 inches deep. So that's a lot of water flowing if it's 12 inches deep. That would be like a major storm. Is that right? That That's right. So usually the water will get really deep when they uh, have excess water in the Lopez Dam. 
and they have to release water down the dam uh, through the Royal Grande Creek. And, you know, for those who have been doing it a long time, like myself, I've seen it five and six foot deep. So uh, wow. it, it can't can get deep. It can get treacherous, but usually for a short period of time. So being in a drought season, the Lopez Dam is very low. Royal Grande Creek is not flowing. And uh, therefore, the, the risk of this reaching 12 inches or deeper is going to be relatively low. So this is a good thing. This allows people to continue to go down the beach and go camping or recreating uh, the way it's intended to be. Right. What fish? What fish swim up there? Is that like like salmon spawning, going up river? Uh, right. So the the two primary fish of concern is the steelhead trout and the tidewater goby. Now, there's two interesting facts about that. The steelhead trout lost its ability to migrate up the creek channel when the Lopez Dam was built, and no fish ladder was built. So it basically destroyed the the steelhead. Uh, oh, my God. When did that happen? That happened in the 60s. So there's a lot of debate that happened in the early 60s, and the Lopez Dam was finally built in 68. So the state and everybody signed off on this dam project being done. So now crying about steelhead uh, migration problems, well, they should have dealt with that in the 60s. And then the next fish is the tidewater goby. And the tidewater goby is a, a federally uh, endangered species, but the critical habitat uh, is being identified for the tidewater goby does not include the Royal Grande Creek. And the fish, NOAA Fisheries has done numerous studies out there and has determined that the, the vehicles crossing roughly close to the ocean uh, is not necessarily the area where fish uh, like to migrate frequently, and therefore they thought the risk was incredibly low that any incident might occur. Interesting. Hey, Jim, um, I just saw a, a, a link. I just got a link to a study that I reviewed uh, from Elsevier, a dust study that's different than the Scripps study. Um, are you familiar with this? No, I'm not. You're not? Okay. It. It's a study. It didn't talk about the toxicity of the dust the way the Scripps one did, but it just talks about dust being um, lifted up, and they um, goes through a lot of pages. And it was about the most scientific thing I've read in a long time. And they they conclude that a little bit more dust comes out of the off road area than the non off road areas. And uh, I get that. And that that's specifically for Oceano. Specifically for Oceano, yeah. Uh, if you don't have, I'll be happy to send you. I'll forward you a link to it. I, I got it from. Uh, Amy Are we going to have him hang for another segment, or yeah? Do you have more? Yeah, we'd like to hear more about the um, the camping area. Yeah, can you, you can hang go on for can, this commercial break. Yeah, you can go under your trailer in about another fifteen minutes. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Listen to Storc Dirt Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by San Diego Off-Road Magazine. If you want to stay on top of what's going on out in the deserts and the mountains, you need to go to ssorm.com. Sherry and Steve do a phenomenal job keeping you abreast as to what's going on, what's open, what's closed. And then if you want to sell some of your off-road equipment or even purchase off-road equipment, 
They have a great classified. Plus, they have a lot of fun. They do photos, and it's just a really great uh, uh, magazine. You can get it online, and it's been around since the eighties. If you can believe that. And, I, my and, picture's in there, the 1984 edition. Oh, well, there you go. I won a desert race. <laughs> Ed, Ed does articles. So definitely check out ssorm.com. Yeah. Also, PRMI Mortgage, Chris Wiley. Can't beat him. Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc. Chris Wiley out in Alpine. He's here for any of your home loan or VH loan, uh, VA loan needs. Give him a call at 619-722-1303. He so, rides dirt bikes. 1303. <laughs> yeah, 619-722-1303. Chris Wiley out at Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc. PRMI. Get that uh, loan before the rates go up. Looks like they're going to go up, and they're probably going to stay up for a sure while. Are. Are you uh, kidding? We're in a disaster area right now when it comes to financing. But this is, yeah, because you won't see it as low as it is right now. It's uh, not for another lifetime. So All right. We're back on. We've got Jim Sudi, the president of Friends of Oceana Dunes, on with us. I am honored I to have Jim joining us. It's great us. to have um, Jim with us. Yeah, he's a busy man. I've been trying to get him on for a few weeks. Uh, I think a lot has happened in the last couple months since we've had him on. Um, I know they won a lawsuit. Um, they, uh, Jim, what else have you had going on? Well, we've been busy, and, and I'm honored to be with you guys. You guys are outstanding. I thank you for all that you do. So we've uh, run 15 lawsuits now. Uh, we uh, have a pretty good settlement uh, against the Air Pollution Control District. They had a red it's nice for about $123,000, which is nice. Um, but we are actively pursuing uh, both state and federal uh, litigation to protect continued access to the park. So the main threat before us is the Coast Commission decision in March uh, this year to close the park in three years. And uh, so the agreement we reached this last Friday allowed camping to continue and allowed Pier Avenue to remain open uh, while we go through these litigation. So since that March hearing, we filed four lawsuits challenging that. We feel very confident in our lawsuits. Uh, we're spending a, a enormous amount of time and money um, to make sure that we are in the best position possible to so you're on the offense now, not the defense, correct? We are on offense. One of our lawsuits we filed, which is a, a, just a unique lawsuit, it's called a quiet title uh, implied dedication lawsuit. And basically, we, uh, for those who are not familiar with that, implied dedication, if you can document that you used private property for five continuous years where the landowner might have known you were out there but didn't try to stop you or didn't know uh, and, and basically allowed the action to continue. And, you know, there's recorded recreation out on the ocean of dunes going back 100 years. So dune buggies uh, were invented out there in the, in, the, in the 50s, and we've had ample evidence to show recreation on these parcels. So these lawsuits are usually you know, one parcel uh, dealing with access issues or maybe if somebody had a trail going to a beach, we're going to, we have gone after 145 parcels for continued access. And we've researched each parcel for ownership going back to the Spanish land grant to today's activity. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of work. A lot of work. Um, so uh, really pleased with where we're at. 
Um, I have roughly a half a terabyte of uh, historical data. <laughs> wow. Well, but wouldn't wow. you wouldn't you say a prepared lawsuit? The more prepared you are with with facts, documents, things to back up your claims, you know, almost makes the other side at a point where they have no argument. You're absolutely right, and and we we like to kill them with factual evidence. Right. So part of this lawsuit, we've been interviewing uh, users of the park. And uh, everything from a, a lovely lady by the name of Evelyn Talman is 94 years young. She still has her doom buggy from the 1950s. Wow. Um, <laughs> remarkable lady. And so we've, we've interviewed quite a few or did formal depositions. And that's with our attorney, a court reporter, a uh, videographer, and then attorneys for the Coastal Commission, state parks, the county, and air pollution control district all in the room together. Um, needless to say, it's had a few exciting moments from time to time, but uh, we're pleased where we're at. One of our court filings we were preparing, the last look, I think, was 75,000 pages of supporting evidence. So uh, we're aiming to win it. That's oh awesome. My God. So, so, Jim, uh, this quiet title suit, uh, this is, I believe, this is precedent setting that it hasn't been done like this before. And, um, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping this will work with you. And is it possible this could uh, precedent could transfer to other off-road areas in the state? Absolutely, unequivocally. So what's unique about this is it's not only documenting recreational use, but the type, right? So it's not just protecting a foot trail. It's protecting you know motorized recreation in an area that's been used for off-roading for many many years. So yes, it will be precedent setting. Um, and we believe it can be used in other locations. So this will be probably one of the very first times something that's happened in California, because everything that happens in California from a legal aspect goes across the United States, and the other 49 states pick it up because of the due diligence of California, whether you like whatever the ruling is or you or you don't like it. Your situation is going to be probably one of the first positive claims and lawsuits that are going that you're going to win that's going to actually benefit the rest of the United States instead of hurt it. We believe so. We're fully prepared. We believe it's going to have to go to the Supreme Court. Um, it's going to be a very, because we know the environmentalists are going to come out swinging to fight this. And so we, we recognize it's going to be a long battle, but it's a battle worth having. Yeah. By the way, how old are you? <laughs> I am 54 years young, but I feel like I'm 80 something. Well, the only reason I said that is because if you were in your 70s or 80s, you know, they could just wait you out. But you're still super young, so there is no way in hell they're going to be able to wait you out because of your passion. So I just wanted people to know that. Happy birthday, by the way. Well, well thank you. And uh, uh, I have two sons. One is studying to be a player right now, so uh, who knows ah. who might have on the trade. Oh, yeah, and then you don't. Then you don't have to pay for a lawyer. How cool would that be? That, <laughs> Come on, you're feeding him, you're putting him in a nice house. So, Jim, let me ask you a question. If Audrey and I wanted to go up to Oceana Dunes and have a Dunes experience, have a couple of days of off-roading out there, um, how, how would, what would we do, and could you uh, assist us? Because I don't have a lot of experience up there. I'd like to see the... Well, without yeah, him doing it, how would you do it? So, what? what would I don't the, even know what I would do. Yeah, I, what would the general public do if they wanted to go and experience Oceana Dunes? So the general public, and so the Central Coast there is one of the most uh, visited uh, 
RV destinations in the state for its very calm weather. So a lot of times people come out there and, and hear the dunes and want to go out and experience it. So you can take a Hummer tour and uh, pay for that and go out and do the extreme Hummer tours, which can be pretty exciting for those not familiar with off-roading. <laughs> you can rent ATVs and, and these small dune buggies if you want to go out and experience the activity on your own. Or you can hook up with a friend and uh, who might be out there and have the full access to it. So um, I'm up in San Jose, Ed, and you and I, you want to meet Tyler sometime, I'd be happy to do something and give you a first-rate tour. So do they have? does the general public have to pay if they just want to go to the to the uh, to the dunes, yep. So uh, it's a five day five dollar day use pass per vehicle to get in, okay. or ten dollars overnight. So you know, uh, spend a night in a hotel, three hundred to four hundred dollars <laughs> versus ten dollars a night. So it's very economical. Well, I want to bring my three wheeler, my ATC two hundred X, which I love riding, and Audrey has a lot of experience on that thing. That. Um, um. So, Jim, do you know, okay, so this week, what prompted them to announce the closure? Um, do you know if that was pressure put in from anything? Because on a Monday this week is when Cali- when Oceano Dune State Park announced, um, and then they did, a, I think, a Facebook post Tuesday um, that got a lot of people riled up and upset that they were going to shut it down through uh-huh. Christmas and New Year's. Um, and, and take away all those reservations people had reservations. made a long time ago? Yeah. And then, do you know if that was actually like pressure from fish and game for for the potential fish traveling upstream on the creek, or is it like always this time of year they do that? Coastal Commission, right? So, uh, so this is the first time in the history of the park that they looked at closing the park uh, due to the hydraulic connection of the ocean and the, the river. From time to time, when the river has gotten deep, they have stopped vehicle traffic. You basically just put the trucks with the lights on and say, hey, don't cross the creek until the water depth recedes a little bit. The pressure is all political. So yeah. for those looking on the outside looking in, uh, you know, we, we have a state and a government now that is outlawing generators, outlawing uh, you know, motorized uh, vehicles in, uh, in 2032. There's a big push for this 30 by 30 where they want to lock up 30% of the, uh, the lands and protect them Water. by 2030. Yep. Right. So significant political pressure. The head of the California Coastal Commission received uh, an award from the Sierra Club for uh, their decision to close the park. So they wow. definitely have a lot of visibility. When Gavin was defeated, the recall election, the environmentalists came out and forced and reminded him that uh, they're the reason that he got reelected. And they uh, they said, here's our top five wants, and Oceano, I think, was number two or three. Wow. So uh, significant political pressure. So there's no, I repeat, no scientific or evidence of any fish killing or due to the crossing of the A.G. Creek. So this was all political, resources putting pressure on state parks, um, it, via the Coastal Commission decision in March to close it when there was a hydraulic connection. Again, that connection could be, you know, a, a quarter of an inch deep. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Wow. All right, hey, we're going to take one more break. You going to stick with us? If you'd want me to, I'm happy to. You guys got anything? 
I think we don't get him that often. Yeah, so I, I would rather well, just keep Well, just stick him. with us and yeah. see yeah. how the uh, other topics go. Perfect. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is S-T-O-R-C, Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to S-T-O-R-C, Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by K&J Termite and Pest Control, family-owned and operated for over 45 years. Your family, your health, your home are the most important thing to them. Give them a call at 619-441-7378. Let them come out to the house. Whether you think you got bugs or not, you probably can't see them, so they can. Uh, they have x-ray vision, and they can see bugs anywhere and everywhere. If nothing else, they can smell them. Six one nine four four one seven three. Walk in the house. Yeah, I think I smell some termites here. You'd be surprised. Better, better do something. All right. So, so Jim, Jim Sudi's here from Friends of Oceano Dunes. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you back was tell people how they can help and support your cause. Thank you. So, for those not familiar, you can go to our website at oceanodunes.org. Again, oceanodunes.org, and there you can learn more about our 501c3 nonprofit. We're a 100% volunteer army. Not a single salary is paid. It's the way it's been all 20 years and will continue. Um, so all donations go to the fight, 100%. And uh, we have a very active Facebook page where you get a lot of current up-to-date information. We're also on um, Instagram and all the other fun things. So uh, please, please help us out. So do you have a, a, a spot on your website where people can have direct uh, connection with their senators and congressmen and all that? I mean, emails, phone numbers, because that helps as well when you get the general public pressuring their their politicians. And the Sierra Club, too. I think people should be pressuring the Sierra Club. It's like I was talking off air to Ed. I go, you know, do you like broccoli? Ooh, I hate broccoli. Have you ever ate broccoli? No, I've never eaten it. I hate it. Well, that's the Sierra Club talking about Oceana Dunes. Don't you kind of agree? Yeah. No, you're right. So do you have those connections and emails and phone numbers on your site? No, we do not. Oh, well, you will on Monday. <laughs> but they did just do a survey. They do a lot of, like, Instagram, click this link, and then it has a pre-filled form because they right. just did one before the um, the uh, OHV commission meeting oh, where yeah. on, on the 9th. And, you know, it was like fill the survey out, and then it automatically sent that to yeah. the but OHV commission. Because that's what you've got. I mean, I do a gun show at the end of the day. This one, this show irritates me in the beginning, and then I have good shows in the middle, and then I'm irritated again at the end. But with the cause that I'm working with with the gun show, we literally put the face of your congressman or the face of your senator with a phone number, with an email, and we make it as simple as possible. So I, I'm just saying yeah. that's something that you might want to think about because it's just another tool in your toolbox. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I- Worthwhile, maybe I can talk to one of you guys. One of our problems, we've always been very careful. We are a 501c3. Right. So, therefore, political contributions and activity needs to be very minimal. 
Uh, see, SDRC is a C4. We are a political organization and have that. Um, we, we can do a lot more. We can yeah, do a we lot can, more. We, we have can the, lobby and We have the and... links on our website. All right, so you have all the, the links on your yes, website. Yeah, okay. so you can put in your zip code. And you it, should it tells title you, it. It tells you yeah. your different areas and where it is, and, and it's and, your link. I'm going to work on that. I'm going to improve our website only with the politicians. It takes yeah. a couple of minutes to send... It doesn't, and the one thing is, we don't want you to yell, holler, and scream at them. Just say, yeah. for my children, Be please keep Oceana Dunes open. Yeah. That's all you got to say. Because how could they argue with those, that comment, right? No, they can't. There's nothing that they can do. Sorry, Jim, what did you say? Oh, it's not like I'm sorry. It's about families and traditions enjoying the great outdoors. But, yeah. There you go. Perfect. And, and, you know, like I said, and if enough – see, that's the problem with either – you know, and, and this is not a conservative Democrat or Republican issue. You know, this is an issue about land that belongs to you, and you should have the choice of using it or not using it. To but, me, it stems all the way even down to the the family household parenting in, in at yeah. its finest, getting your kids off of the electronics, getting yep. them out of that instant gratification, yep. you know, <clears throat> making them go out, making them work for what it is, yeah. making them actually get out, you know, change the tire from from regular street tires to sand tires and put on, sure. learning what it needs to be. What an air filter is, discipline. what an oil filter is, yeah, you know, what it, tire pressure is, yeah. It Those cre- are important skills. I've I've been dealing a lot, I guess, with the younger generations, and and it's sad that I'm you know thirty something here, and I'm saying younger generations and and dealing with them because I you know they don't have the motivation, they don't have the ambition, they don't have the want to get out. Absolutely, there. I don't see kids that. in the street like I used to. No, we need that. There's and kids then, in my neighborhood, but I don't see a skateboard and a bike and balls being thrown. So, Jim, what what do you got coming up? Probably the first of the year, you know, fundraisers. Oh, yeah. Do you have any events coming, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. So our next big uh, fundraiser is in March. We have a, a, bar- a barbecue uh, event. And so the information on our website, we have two um, big giveaways going on right now. Uh, one is a, a beautiful Honda ATC 70. It's been fully restored. <laughs> if you uh, have a six to <laughs> 10 year old kid, they will wear that thing out. Yeah, uh, but I, I, there are a lot of adults riding. It's a new fad. Even beautiful bike play. I'm not riding it. And then uh, that was from uh, that seventy shop, which is an Instagram shop that builds custom seventies. And then uh, uh, we had a uh, an RV provided to us, a beautiful RV that's uh, being tricked out, and we will be giving that away, I believe, uh, uh, July. Wait, a motorhome? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the travel trailer. A, a tra- like a toy hauler trailer? Like a toy hauler trailer. And uh, so there's all kinds of information on that. How, how long is that? Is that 22 feet? How long is that? It's 24 feet. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's called an overnighter. So you've got an enclosed living area and then kind of a flatbed on the back to put your toys. Mm-hmm. And, wow. Uh, wow. Made by... That's an amazing way to go. Well, and that just goes to show you, you don't always have to write a check. If you have a trailer in your backyard or if you have a vintage bike uh, in your bike, just donate it. It's no different than donating to Father Joe's you know, house, you know, vehicles or property. You can do the same thing with Oceana Dunes. They'll take anything and everything and do whatever it is they need to do with it to generate the funds. So. I'm glad you brought up the the 70 and the the trailer 
because you know as well as I do, when you drive by a holding lot, there's 8,000 trailers in there that haven't rolled in years. So instead of sitting there paying those high fees and you know you're not going to go out again, or if it's been sitting there longer than five years, it's going to have to be completely refurbished anyway, donate it to Oceana Dunes. Absolutely. Our, we're currently spending, uh, you know, thirty thirty five thousand a month in legal expenses, and yeah. uh, we don't stop anytime soon. So, yeah, appreciate any and all support we can get. All right. So, what I need you to do, what we'll do is because I know it's a long haul for you, um, for the for for whenever you have an event like in March, what I'll do is I'll get SDORC to come to local TV if you want to come down for a weekend staycation in san diego you're always more than welcome but i mean just saying we got to stay on top of your website we could at least get that program on tv so people will know you know that you're you know you're doing the the 70 and you're doing the trailer and you're having a barbecue and you're you're doing all these things and we will commit to giving you coverage here in san diego all you have to do is let us know what you've got and what you need us to do and give us some bullet points of what to talk about oh yeah really appreciate it yeah because our you know our our tv signal does you know go everywhere i mean we're you know people even then you can download it and share it yeah. everywhere right uh so right. really quickly in our last two minutes here i want to just go out um give everybody a reminder january 15th martin luther king weekend we have a the annual dunes cleanup the 24th annual dunes cleanup we just had polaris um donate a grant that asa had lined up to work with something else and um that fell through so they just donated that ten thousand dollars towards our cleanup so wow. we will have wow. event shirts now, um, and we will be able to to pull off a little bit more. All right, um, save we're me still a large. looking for raffle prizes, and we're still looking for sponsors um, that will be going to print in the next week. So you have about a week left to get your business on the shirt if you want to support us for the Glamis um, Dunes cleanup, Gecko Road, Gordon's Wells, Buttercup. We'll have the four locations covered. Uh, dune buggy um, flats. What do you have to donate to get on the shirt? How much? uh, It's a minimum of $250 to be on the shirt, whether it's product, so you're giving us, um, you know, prizes for the, or cash cash money, either way. Um, And then we also have January 22nd is Truck Haven Challenge out in Ocotee Wells by Corva. Um, you've got uh, mm. King of the Hammers coming up after that. Then you've got... So February uh, 19th, Friends of Ocotillo Wells is doing a big cleanup in Ocotillo Wells right yep. at the uh, event center on Main Street, 9 to 12. And then the following weekend, February 26th, SDRC is doing a cleanup in Painted Gorge. And Painted Gorge is a unique area because it's an area that has great off-road vehicle trails and it's also legal shooting. So people will shoot up against the mountain and we'll be doing it with our friends in SD must, uh, gun rights support group. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yep. You ought to reach out to rich too, from off road radio or the gun owners radio. Oh, Oh, yeah. You have to send me his uh, contact. We talked to Mike last week and I got Mike's contact. I I know Mike. Yeah. Yeah. We'll hit up. All right. All right, buddy. We'll go get crawl back underneath your trailer and get back to (laughs) well, get back to welding. (laughs) really appreciate it as always hey all right good to hear from you jim we appreciate your update yep we sure do staying with valuable time and we'll just keep bugging you every time just to get you back on air always well thank you all right folks hey need to join sdorc uh it's 25 dollars a year it's a phenomenal program you can give more 
uh, because it, it, they have lawyers, they have lawsuits that we're dealing with as well. You know, Jim is mainly Oceana what, Dunes. But we're what's not. happening at Oceana Dunes guaranteed to is going to be coming to Ocotillo Wells. Okay. I, we care about that area. We can go up there. Yes, yeah. we do. All right. We're going to still go anywhere. Yak Radio's coming up. We're going to talk about Dakar and horses. Ooh, Sue Mead. <laughs> right here on FM 96. Dakar. AM 1170. The answer. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.